With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode of That's a Wrap, a Raptors podcast for fans. My fan, this is Andres Babiakis, and as usual, I have the CJ and the PJ, the two J's. Uh, I'm going to take uh, CJ. That means that I can be what Cool J, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> cool J, that's not bad. I will be PJs. I'll be PJs. I'm okay with that. What's up, guys? Uh, you got J number two over here. I'm really excited about this episode because we have a lot going on right now. We've got uh, new segments, which I won't spoil what they are. You will hear as the episode goes on, um, but they will be ongoing. So uh, we've got that going on. We've got a soundboard, which let's not push any of them yet. Let's keep them a surprise and completely throw the listeners off. They're dope. They're hilarious. <laughs> can and I, can if, I they, give you one? if they catch can us I give off guard, please. Yes. I'm a fun guy. Okay. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh, man. That proves that it works. <laughs> yeah. That proves that it works. Um, and it also proves, uh, no disrespect, that our, our, our laughing uh, seems uh, kind of normal in comparison. But uh, <laughs> the point is, uh, we have a lot of rejuvenation of the podcast, and uh, it'll it'll all sound great. But uh, where should we start? Should we start with uh, our first L? Should we start with how the rest of the league's looking? Uh, I think you know what I think. Uh, I think we just kind of got to get it out of the way. Let's let's okay. let's get let's get this L out of the way because it, there's not going to be many of them this season. I'm gonna just say that. So let's start with Monday's game and our first loss of the season. What, what, what's going on in your mind? What, let's, what's on your mind, let's guys? Let's reiterate though. We're we're taping this on a Thursday night, so Halloween just passed yesterday, and we did go through our first L. But that still means we're we have a pretty pretty badass record. We are seven and one. Even though we did get our first L, I. It's how we bounce back in against that Philadelphia game. We look pretty good still. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to win every game. Not even the 2015-2016 Warriors won every game. Uh, you know, just regarding the playoffs and the finals, of course. Uh, you know, the, the record-setting uh, team still didn't win every game. They lost a couple. And we're arguably not going to come anywhere close because nobody thought they would even come close to the Bulls' records. But having said that, you know, we're going to have off nights and things that don't work. I think it stung a little bit, perhaps because of the team we lost to and the circumstance. But aside from that, you know, we just have to move on. But um, we'll definitely go more into that in a second uh, with one of our first segments. But uh, do you have any other ideas uh, on what what else to add, Jason, before it starts to get heated? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so excited to go into our segment because the next one, I, I we... You, you listeners don't really know what's going on in the background, but we, us three, we kind of have uh, a group chat going on. And every time there's a game on, we either, you know, are saying this is a great game or, 
or one of us is saying, you know, these guys are playing like ass, and it looks like we all got really heated. I wonder who that is. <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all got really heated. So this is why I want to introduce you guys to our first segment. Uh, the reason why I want to introduce it is because I'm not part of it. <laughs> it's going to be, it's called Jay versus Dre, and I'm going to be the moderator, and I want you guys to fight it out. And what we're going to talk about today is that Bucks loss. Why did we lose? How did we lose? I want to see who takes what side. Do you think that we can take pauses out of it? Do you think it's a negative term? But you know what? Let's get started. Well then. When you have an intro like that, I don't know how you follow that up, but go ahead. You you can start (laughs) off, Dre. Yeah, the loser goes first. Uh, I, oh. I, I'm feeling a little dodgy. I only agreed to the segment, not because I think I would win. I think I'm always going to lose to, to Jay because you are a much more experienced man with this. And it's almost as if statistics is a language you're bilingual with. But it, it definitely brings perspectives out. So that's why I agreed to this. So um, I love that you're buttering me up here. I love that. <laughs> so Canadian of you. <laughs> Well, it's 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 to admit that I'm not. I obviously have points here, and I will get to them in a second. But I, I obviously, I'm not good at debates. But uh, in case I wasn't proven already, let's get started. So, what did I think went wrong? I guess is what's happening here. So, Kawhi was sat out, of course, uh, because uh, Yanni Antetokounmpo was sat out. So, Nick Nurse, I thought, did an okay idea with. Uh, we'll go into that in a second. But what what did I think did not work? And I'm excusing OG Ananobi and Fred Van Fleet from sitting out because I think that was obviously a big part of it. My biggest flaw with what was happening was we had no idea how to stop them from outside the perimeter and literally inside of the paint because they were getting off many shots. And that was a, a statistic that um, that was was being brought up by the commentators that the Milwaukee Bucks are shooting the highest ratio of three-point shots in the league currently. I think it's like 40 shots a game. Um, but they got a lot of them in. And when they're missing shots, but they're able to alley-oop over our heads 50 times a game, or they go in, like, we had no way of stopping that. What do you think, Jay? Like, yeah, it was. It was uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was frustrating to watch. And here's another. Another. I gotta preface this. This Jay versus Dre as uh, one. One additional part. I think is which would is important for all you listeners to know is that um, as a father of two, my my time is divided, and I miss at least the first half of almost every single Raptors game because by the time my kids to go to bed. I've, it's already third quarter, sometimes even the fourth quarter. So the reason why I'm saying that is because I am more the, the, the type of viewer who, who analyzes after the fact. I'll, I'll watch highlights. I don't have time to watch a full game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look at the stats and, and try to find out my story through there. Whereas uh, Dre is more likely to watch the entire game. So we are coming at this with very different perspectives. Um, one is the eye test and one is not the eye test. So uh, I think that it's it's good that we have this uh, this kind of debate because it, it kind of uh, 
it, it's something that I've noticed throughout my you know basketball fandom is that you know as I'm growing as as I guess as an analyst, I'm finding that I'm becoming less of the watcher and more of the the, the numbers guy, and, and I never thought I'd end up being like that. So um, that's kind of where we're coming at with this, and I think that my view of this game is going to be is obviously be very different from yours, Dre, because you actually watched a lot of the game, so you saw how poorly we were playing. I can just base this off numbers. I see, for example, that Kyle Lowry was three for fourteen, and that I have no defense for. That is shit. So uh, <laughs> yeah. there is there's a lot here that that we can poke at. But I think there's something that you brought up, which I think is, is I guess, my biggest defense here. And that is simply that we were missing Kawhi. Yes, we had our, our best player on the court in Kyle. But it's almost like you get to the point where how many missing bodies is too much? And missing three uh, ball handlers in, actually, no, I think, no, actually, sorry, DeLon did play, right? Um, but he's not 100% yet. So DeLon was not 100%. Fred wasn't there. Um, and Kawhi is a, you know, he's got the highest usage rate in the entire team. So yeah, I mean, those missing parts finally did catch up to us. And OG and wasn't there kinda, for personal reasons as well. You're, you're right too. OG away on, on personal reasons. Um, good news is he is actually going to be back for this road trip. So that's good news. But yeah, back to my point. Um, with with those guys missing, I mean, you, you, I think you can. It's almost like we had a built-in excuse, and uh, you know that that, that doesn't mask the fact that we played like crap but yeah i mean uh, i'm willing to, to to give the raps a mulligan on this one are, are you it doesn't sound like you're you're as forgiving though one thing that i think we agreed on when we discussed in the whatsapp group <clears throat> perhaps something that uh nurse should have done was to rest uh leonard for the sixers game and have him for this one and maybe take advantage but that's something you only know in hindsight but aside from that, I feel like a lot of what happened in this game was uh, two two issues: stupid ass mistakes and exhaustion. Because this is a very, very exhausting team, as the commentators uh, from various outlets kept bringing up. Like you have to run to the perimeter and then run into the paint because they're they're all over the place. This team, but when you have uh, it's, there were so many like i can't even remember at least like five or six sometimes back to back instances where a raptor and it wasn't one person at fault it was all of them lunges the ball all the way full court and tries to give it to one of the players on the opposite end and and every single time they missed it i don't think they actually received it one time it's like stop doing that maybe that's not the best idea right now maybe you need to slow things down and get it up there and there were a few instances where you know towards the end of the game there were some like behind the pack passes that just didn't work and they were intercepted it's like fundamentals is what you need when you're in crunch time like not to keep going back to this one player especially because he didn't play but Kawhi, in instances like when we were losing to boston or losing to the 76ers or they were catching up either instance Breaks it back down to earth. Just does whatever is necessary. Does an easy shot. It goes in. You just need to do what you need to do. You can't be full flash all the time. Because a lot of the time, it screws you up. And that's what happened here. What do you think about that kind of point? Like, do you yeah, think no. I'm reading too much into it? 
No, I'm, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, you're right. We, we definitely miss Kawhi, uh, Kawhi in this game. Um, you know, it, it's a little disconcerting to see that uh, um, when, when specific points were needed, when we needed that lift, it just wasn't happening anywhere. Um, I know that I was frustrated in seeing all the, all the different open threes that they were able to get. I mean, Buttonholzer has his guys playing really solid. Um, but I'm just going to go back to kind of the similar point I made earlier, which is, you know, we're, we're not winning a championship in October. So I'm fine with resting our guys. You know, we we're still, I read some stat today that, um, Kawhi has yet to play a back-to-back in almost 20 months. So I'm fine with, uh, you know, easing him in. I know it, it probably pained him to watch the guys lose. Um, but if you want to see the positive out of this, Kawhi Leonard has not lost a game as a Raptor yet. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, he's, also, and then, he's also not left Toronto until this road trip. So if, oh, if, you, 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 if you really you think took the words it, right out yeah, of my mouth. If you really think about it, he's just accumulating himself with the city. And it, it could be, a, it, honestly, it could be a mind trick of Nick Nurse. They told the reporters that Kawhi wasn't going to play before Giannis was going to play or wasn't going to play. So I, I feel like this was already pre-planned so he could have as much rest as possible so they could play uh, more games for this West Coast trip. So as... As the moderator for this for this debate, I have to go with Jay because one, we are still seven and one, and two, because we didn't have a uh, a lot of pieces. And Kyle Lowry has been playing his ass off, and yes, he's going to go streaks where he's not going to get a three pointer, but one out of eight games where he's not going to make a field goal, I will take that. I'll take that, especially with no OG, no Kawhi, no Van Vliet. If we get a lose against a steaming hot Bucks team that we're going to see uh, later on in the year and maybe in, in the conference final, so be it. Let's go. Let's get it. Jay, I'm going to tally this up. You get the first win, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, accepting my, uh, my, my bribe. Oh, shoot. I said I spoke too much. So <laughs> Go to the soundboard. Cover him up. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. See? He's so settled in Toronto. He's, he's having a great time. Wow. <laughs> What's that distraction again? Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, word of mouth and all of that and conspiracy theory, shall we um, perhaps move into the next segment where we perhaps uh, spill a, a certain something or other? Are we, are, we, are we spilling the tea already? We're spilling the tea already. I guess we can. I don't have a segment. I don't yeah. have a draw for that, but we can try this. So we can spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have that ready yet, man. You think I'm a magician well, or something? Well, we we, we do. We, we we expect a lot, but just know it's 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 under construction, kind of like uh, Javel McGee himself. Uh, he's doing all right though, Javel McGee. But uh, obviously, the Jimmy Butler scenario, which is getting only worse. Did you guys see the new Prince-inspired jerseys for the for the Timberwolves? I did. Oh, I want to hear your thoughts before I chime in. I did but yeah, not. Uh, wait, wait a so second. So the T the T Wolves came uh, as as almost every uh, NBA franchise is doing these days. They're coming out with very special uh, city editions uh, of their jerseys. Uh, I believe it was today that uh, the T Wolves came out with a Prince inspired uh, jersey. Ooh, breaking um, news! I'm just looking at it right now. Face. Yeah, inspired by the typeface and color scheme, obviously of. Uh, the soundtrack to Purple Rain. Uh, yep. Obviously, Prince is a Minnesota native. Uh, does it a lot for the 
for the state and uh, is obviously an icon. And uh, like most of the world, I have not moved on since he since his passing, and clearly neither has the NBA. Something something of note here: Derrick Rose, youngest MVP winner ever, uh, had the comeback of a lifetime yesterday as well. Fifty points in his game, the high, the career high against the Jazz, pulled one from like out of nowhere, just pulling ahead of the Jazz. Highly emotional game. Yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta feel for the guy. Absolutely. As, as as a as a as a T Wolves fan, I'm sure I'm sure you were over the moon on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you can't help but feel for the guy. I'm I'm guilty of it in terms of I've been really hard. On Derrick Rose, I've been I, I I know I gave up on him. I didn't think he would ever reach anything close to that that old MVP form that we we saw just a few years ago. Um, but to see the way he was uh, shifting side to side and his moves to the basket, it was very um, very nostalgic for me. Um, and I I almost cried when I realized. Yes, he's on one of my fantasy teams. Thank you very much. <laughs> that, that's why I support it. But uh, I bring up both points because for both of these huge, huge moments for the Timberwolves, because they sure need them, I'll only drop one sentence and I'll leave the, the two of you to discuss. Where the hell was Jimmy Butler? Boom. <laughs> Nowhere to be seen in the photo shoot. Nowhere to be seen for for this game and and, and his buddies. Obviously, Chicago uh, alumni, historic game. What are your thoughts? Oh, and also, I mean, uh, you know, according to uh, Shams, uh, Tarania, like this is him sitting out the game was step one. I mean, not step one, but the next step in his, uh, uh, I guess, his journey to leave Minnesota. Um, We're going to see a little bit more of this. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be in consecutive games or not, but we're going to see games where he's just going to sit out. Um, they'll make up some sort of an injury excuse, um, but the, it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And if you thought that the drama was just starting uh, or that it it had hit its peak, uh, you're fooling yourself because he's going to be sitting out random games and not to keep bringing this back to me, but damn it, he's on one of my other fantasy teams too. So I'm going to suffer. <laughs> This one, he's turning your fantasy league into a Jimmy Bucket list at this point. Oh, nice. Um, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> but th- think about this, though, uh, uh, Mr. Numbers. Uh, I know I know. Tibbs is really bad with the amount of minutes he gives players. I mean, just look at the stat sheet. Because of a missing in action, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Wiggins played 38 minutes. Towns played 40 Uh for God's sakes, Derrick Rose, who of course had a historic game, but is so injury prone, played 41 goddamn minutes to make up for a huge gaping hole in the roster. I mean, that's a, a little bit selfish as much as I love Jimmy Butler, is it not? Oh, yeah, that's that can't be good. That can't be good at all. <laughs> and uh, it, Tibbs is going to keep doing this, right? And it, it's a good thing he doesn't have to answer to uh an angry general manager because that is him so yeah i'm i'm perplexed at how he 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 runs his his minutes uh how he manages his lineups because yeah that's just not that's not going to make it i mean yeah you you got a three-point win in october 
but it was like a miraculous game that happened like this wasn't just yes we did it boys this was all of twitter is crying because of derrick rose who um i didn't come up with this joke of course uh of course on halloween uh his his knees came back from the dead to relive the glory nice Nice. (laughs) And, and pulled out a win that was like unforeseeable so that you know, you could say like this was a well fought game or whatever, but at, like this is, it, it's really a miracle. Like, and he's bad with minutes anyways, but that's not the solution to Jimmy. But you can't just keep exhausting your dudes. Well, it is okay. I, I actually got a couple of Minnesota questions for you then. Now, yeah, number one yeah. is earlier on in that game, uh, actually earlier on in the day, he was interviewed by um, uh, by the Athletic, and he said something to the effect of that his goal this year has become the sixth man of the year. So with a game like this, and he's had a, he's already actually had already a couple of good games. Um, do you think that's possible? Like, is that, I mean, is this a preview of what the season will be for him? Or is this just like a pipe dream? Like this was totally, we're not going to expect anything close to this. And six dream, six, six man of the year is just totally out of the question. Listen, when he, well, when he said that in, I believe it was like really, really early in the season of his MVP year. He was like, why can't I be MVP? Why can't I be the youngest MVP ever? And he did it. Mm-hmm. So I, if I believe, I believe in him for, for what the emotion that he showed, especially during the post game interview, man, it was like, I teared up. It, we, we all kind of counted him out and he has never said anything bad about, uh, the fans or, or any of the media, knowing that they all kind of counted him out. And so he's still back here and he wants to go. I'm still here. I've been an MVP. It's it's kind of like the conundrum we had with Kawhi Leonard. Who here remembers uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, two years ago? No one does. And now people are surprised that he's playing so well. You know, not very long ago, Derrick Rose was an MVP. So I just feel like he has something to prove, not not only to everybody else, but to himself. And I think that he can do it. I think it is definitely possible. Well, a couple of things here. First off, a lot of Minnesota fans, I've noticed, are begging for Rose to start. Now, I don't know if that's uh, a presumptuous kind of request, seeing that perhaps he could have an injury of any sort at any time, because he's had doozies. And it's not like the same one over and over again. He's different doozies so it's a surprise that he's pulling off games like this at all secondly he's not going to be doing this kind of a game all the time but having said he's exactly what this team needs because he has the heart that jimmy butler has but he has the unity with the team that perhaps the less inspired players of minnesota are kind of relying on whereas jimmy butler is, is getting heated with all of this so i think he's damn essential to the team and i think if he brings Minnesota together and helps them get to that place at this point, I'm predicting maybe a sixth to eighth seed, unless things progress and Jimmy Butler leaves or something to that effect. Uh, Tibbs learns how to, you know, bench a guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think (laughs) that's happening. (laughs) It's not, but um... I'm a fun guy. Uh, point is, he he might have a chance of at least being considered for six men of the year. I think there's still well, some really big names. He has to. Super- I think the one thing that has to happen though is Butler's got to go, um, and yeah. and who whoever returns uh, for him, 
um, also doesn't end up being a starter. Because if we look at their five-man rotation, uh, in, in their front court, it's Cat and Taj Gibson. Um, at the three, Wiggins is going to be there. And then your other your guard spots are going to be Butler and Teague. So one of those guys have to go to the bench mm-hmm. and accept a bench role. And uh, I don't see any of them going to the bench. So, yeah, it, it's got to be Butler's got to go. And that's the only thing I see, the only way in which Rose makes his way in. Um, but the the other Minnesota-related question, I don't think either of us have answered, any of us have answered really, is mm-hmm. uh, going back to those Prince jerseys. Um, love, hate? I adore them. But uh, then again, I'm the kind of guy who wants to get the unpronounceable symbol tattooed on myself. So maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, uh, trying to put biases aside, I think it's great. I think it's... It's a great tribute, but even disregarding the tribute entirely, I think it's just a great color scheme. I, I love yeah. the purple and, and the pink and the retro 80 neon, almost Tron-esque look. Uh, very, uh, it's very retro, very summer-like. I think it's I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, I mean, not enough. To, like, obviously, our, our, our dear Raptors use, use purple, but very few teams do, and very few teams can pull it off. But those that have... You know, off the top of my head, we've got the Raptors. Uh, I love whatever various jerseys the Kings have done with purple. Um, this, it looks amazing. Um, as as an 80s baby, I just love it even more. So, yeah, put, put what I want. I want this jersey, basically. So, yeah. I actually want to get one, too. Luckily, I, I do follow the, the team. I wonder if they're having a retro Garnett or a Spreewell or something or Cassell numbers. That would be great. No, I know what you're going to do. You're you're going to get you're going to get it personalized and on the back you're going to put that you're going to put the print symbol. That's what you're going to do. Oh, I am now. I wasn't thinking <laughs> that, but I am now. That's that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to get the release date of Purple Rain perhaps like like 84 or whatever it was on the back. That that's a great idea actually. <laughs> Andre, you might get uh, you might go with Javel McKee's in the back oh of it. my gosh you know what now i'm torn i'm torn between <laughs> two possible two possible numbers but it's funny that you're trying to talk us back into the 80s because we have yet another segment where um why don't you give us a little history lesson there jay all right all right i'm going to introduce another section here uh, a segment um it's it's called this week in basketball and i'm you know i've already alluded to the fact that i'm I'm a little bit older there. I'm an 80s baby, but uh, I love looking back at the history of the game. Um, specifically, actually, no, all things about the history of the game. Uh, but for this segment, I like to look at um, specific dates that are coming up or on the horizon and any significant basketball related item that has happened or might be happening. So I'm thinking about birthdays and milestones and whatnot. But for this segment, for this week, for our inaugural segment, I looked back at a couple of dates that are uh, upcoming on the calendar and uh, just want to see, like, what's, uh, what do we have? What happened on this day in history? So the first one I've got is a doozy. Um, Ten years ago to this date, and right now the date is November 1st, so let's go back a little bit further to November the 2nd, All right, 2008. Hold on, hold on. So, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me put this drop in one sec. One sec. <laughs> Take that. Rewind it back. It's like a VCR rewinding the hit. 
ahead, Jake. Oh, I love that intro. Now it feels right. Now, now it feels right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it feels right. It feels right. So, the date, November 3rd, 10 years ago, 2008. Chauncey Billups is traded to the Denver Nuggets for Allen for Allen Iverson. So, two Hall of Fame guards uh, at the twilight of their careers. Um, it was just a mind-blowing trade at the time because Billups, as we know at that time, was uh, a champion with the Pistons and a finals MVP. Um, by this point, the team had started to decline and they started to disband and the trade happened for Allen Iverson. And this was Allen Iverson's last chance of trying to um, get any kind of glory. The question I'd like to pose to you guys is, whose career would you rather have? Chauncey Billups, who was a champion and a finals MVP, or Allen Iverson, a cultural icon? The reason why I'm going to go with Allen Iverson, all right, Jay, is because it's about leaving a legacy. And... Yeah, I think Chauncey Billups is an amazing player. He definitely won a championship and Everson did not. But I feel like leaving the legacy is what these people want to want to go for. And um, years and years, people are saying, you know what, I want to be like AI and how he played. And, and he kind of transcended the game of basketball with his style and his swag. And, and Chauncey won a, won a championship, no doubt. I just feel like the impact that Iverson had on the game of basketball, especially in that era was was more impactful and and don't get me wrong i think like chauncey, chauncey billups is one of the greatest of all time i just think that uh, what Harrison did for the game was more impactful what do you think man i'm saying this with alan Harrison being one of my top 10 all-time favorite players and i distinctly remember when i was going to one of the playoff games between the Raptors and the 76ers. And I was literally inches away from Iverson when he was returning from the locker room to, to go onto the court. Like he walked past me because I was in one of the corridors and it just, it tripped me out. I was like, man, this is, this is one of my idols. Having said that, who do I idolize is a different question than who would I personally wish to be? Like, which career would I personally rather have? There's a lot of notoriety and infamy with Allen Iverson. And that chase to get to a place where he was welcome and thriving again, that that's something I don't know if I could cope with. You know, the, the post-Detroit years when he was kind of hopping around, even kind of emotional interview to crying to get back to, to Philadelphia, you know, applying that he should have never left. It's a career that kind of fizzled. Chauncey Billups, on the other hand, was a part of one of my favorite championship teams of my time with the Detroit Pistons that finally put a stop to the Lakers reign. And I and I love the Ra- the Lakers, so that's perfectly fine. But this dynamite Detroit team that was able to stop it, Billups was a part of that legacy. And while he's not a better player, and I'd argue that his career also relatively fizzled, it's not so much that he just won a championship, but he was a part of an iconic team that literally came and went. That team didn't last very long afterwards. They all kind of went their separate ways for a whole plethora of reasons. So at the end of the day, they still won, and they have one of the most, in my opinion, exciting championship years of the new millennium so far. 
Like that Detroit team with Richard Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, obviously the Wallace brothers, Chauncey Billups was crazy. And I'm saying this again with Allen Iverson being one of my top 10 favorite players of all time. I don't know if I'd want to fizzle out the same way Iverson did where you were on top of the world and then you were forgotten instead of you were the dark horse team that nobody expected to go all the way. And you did. The deed was done. Now you kind of could do whatever. So I've got to go with Chauncey myself. I've been very quiet on this for a reason. And that's because I still don't know the answer. I mean, you, you, you play think? the you play the game because you, you want you want to win a championship. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. But you know, the 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 partially greedy side of me is like, yeah, but you're 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 literally you're an icon. Like people like just the way people want to be like Mike or 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 strive for greatness and witness LeBron James. I mean, that that's what Iverson's got, right? So it, I, mm. I've been juggling with this one. And I don't know, I think at the end of the day, you're, you're playing as, uh, to win. And for me, I would pick, I'd pick Chauncey Billups because, you know, in addition to everything that you'd said, I mean, I think it wasn't just that he was, uh, you know, a, a reserve player on, on a, on a, on a championship team. No, he was, you know, Mr. Clutch, and he earned it. So on a team without superstars, and he was, I guess, a part superstar on the team. I mean, this is the only championship team that 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 I can ever that has ever had no superstars, and he was the MVP. So for me, even if it is that just that one year, yes, I'm not the icon that Iverson is. I think I would I would pick Billups. Fair. I feel like this is this can be another segment of Jay versus Dre versus Dre. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> well we all we all had like uh, had some good points i think it's it's a hypothetical i mean none of us are ever going to reach that level sadly but uh, those conquest years we sure tried our best jason yeah man oh <laughs> yeah but yeah before before we end off let's talk about the that uh impending doom of a west coast field trip because i don't like hey. we we've been playing what Six of our seven games, or no, seven of our eight games uh, home, right? Or six of our eight, six, six of our six eight, of our yeah, eight yeah. games at home. So there was a lot yeah. of home cooking now. So the next four games, uh, Jay, do you know who we're facing next? Yeah, yeah. So uh, next up, I think by the time this pod comes out, we'll be placing, facing the the Phoenix Suns. So oh. uh, that's a great way, great, great, great way to start a four game road trip um, is to face probably the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean uh, i i wrote about it i wrote about it in my monday article it's like well this if if you're if you're devin booker have fun trying to get around or get past danny green and you face a screen and there's Kawhi and or there's og uh have fun trying to get any kind of leverage there and uh deandre ayton like you're going to be, I guarantee you that he's going to get blocked without even knowing uh, at least twice. Like he, the, the speed of the game, he's going to feel it in this one. So um, yeah, we start off with Phoenix uh, and then Sunday and Monday are going to be really good ones. Sunday, we finally get LeBron. Um, this is the first time we get to face LeBron. And <laughs> Sorry, dude, go on. <laughs> oh, please keep going. Uh, uh, so... Sorry, I had to drop that too. Oh, oh no, totally worth We're it. So yeah. Fergie? Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got we got LeBron on Sunday. 
Um, I'm sure you guys will expand on that a bit more, but it's a back-to-back. Uh, and then we fly out to Utah to face the Jazz. Uh, and then we close out the road trip against someone. And that team is escaping me right now. JaVale McGee. That's no. not. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not the Lakers. It's literally just JaVale McGee himself. Uh, we close off against that that other purple team, the uh, Sacramento Kings, who are surprisingly five okay. and five and three, I think, or five and four right now. So yeah, they're above five hundred, and they're playing at the quickest pace in the entire league. So uh, yeah, very interesting four game road trip, uh, mainly because of the uh, the LeBron and and oh shoot, who is again? Who else is on his team? I can't remember. It's uh... Thanks, Shaq. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, sir. Shaq, a veteran Laker himself uh, for that uh, tidbit. Yeah, it's um, – first off, i got to get this out of the way. Uh, Devin Booker's name is very appropriate because he should uh, book out of there and get his agent to book a different team for him, just saying. <laughs> Secondly, uh, he could be certainly doing much better than, uh, than the Suns. Secondly, um, one thing to note here, and of course it's obvious – Kawhi's finally going to try to go going to go out on the road and we're going to see how that affects his game what he's going to be like as a raptor on the road for the first time because it's already month two and we still have not seen that yet so what do you think do you think it's going to affect his game at all the traveling uh is he going to get some serious jet lag since he hasn't really done a lot of that in the last year well i feel like he's going to i mean he, he kind of just released the say a statement where he's like you know what i i I'm he's played long enough to know where his body's at and where the most important games are being played, which is around April, May and June. So he knows what's at stake. So if that means more um, rest days versus back to backs, uh, he's okay with that. Nick Nurse is okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm intrigued to see if he does sit on one of the back to backs. Is he going to sit versus the Suns or is he going to sit versus the Lakers? Because I, I mean, I don't. We don't know Kawhi very well. I just feel like he would probably want to face the Lakers, not only to bring up his uh, trade value if he still wants to get traded or wants to go there, but I just feel like he still wants to prove to everybody that's the that's the one team that everyone thinks that he was going to go to. So why not face him if he if he's going to sit on any of them? He's going to sit on the Suns. But let's hope that he plays back to back. I don't know. Sorry, just to clarify one thing, uh, the back to back, the back to back is with the Lakers and Jazz. So the Lakers game oh, is first. Okay, my mistake. And then it's the Jazz. So I don't know if you want to change your answer or not, but I will say this: I uh, just read uh, the latest report from Josh Lewenberg, um, and he is uh, basically saying that uh, Kawhi is most likely going to sit out one of these two games. But if you were to make an estimated guess on which game he would want to play, he'd want to play at home in LA. And face LeBron, That's so too, yeah. it's it's a very it's a very safe assumption to think that he he will play on Sunday, and very likely sit out the Jazz game because in that same report uh, they outline uh, Lewenberg outlines how this the, the Raptors are playing the long game here. I mean, we've already gone through five straight seasons of winning basketball in the regular season, only to suffered disappointment year after year in the playoffs and we're no longer that team this is the team that yes we will we will do well in the regular season but our focus is the playoffs bar none so um regular season will be used as a testing platform so that by the time the playoffs roll around we are in pristine shape in pristine health 
Um, we uh, know what kind of lineups are going to work for us against which teams and that the chemistry will be there uh, up and down that roster. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not bummed out. Uh, I mean, this, this is kind of what I was saying earlier with the Bucks uh, game. You know, I'm not bummed out that we lost uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, they got the win, but uh, they being the Bucks, but uh, Leonard got some, some good rest. So yeah, um, let's, let's do it up against the Lakers. Let's, let's crown them. And um, we'll, we'll see what we can do with the jazz without, without Leonard. Bucks are clear are currently losing by nine, apparently to the Celtics. So um, they might get the first L2 knock on wood. I hope I haven't spoken too soon. They, how far is it? How far uh, into the game is it? Seven and a half minutes left. Ah, well, we'll see. Might be over. But yeah, man, uh, Dre, where can I find you, bro? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can find the podcast at That's a Rap Pod on Twitter. Where can you find us on Podbean? And you, Jason? Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play. You can find uh, us at That's a Rap Pod on Twitter. You can find me at JLone20. Uh, Jay, where, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. You can also find me on Raptors HQ. Every Monday I post a weekly preview of the games up ahead for the Raptors. Uh, and I think I erroneously said last week that I was on uh, the Raptors HQ roundtable for this week. It's actually next week. So uh, next Wednesday you can catch me on, on a roundtable where we'll be discussing the hot topics of the week. And that's me. Sweet. And where could we find JaVale McGee? JaVale McGee! He's on the LA Lakers, where he's currently leading the league in, what is it, blocks? I believe so, yeah. Hot damn, who would have thought? Well, that's a wrap. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, guys. And good luck with that. <laughs> so good. <laughs>